Hey Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield and for the final time, this is the Zwiftcast coming up on this episode. Nothing short of a bombshell. Wahoo acquire RGT, promising massive investment, mega marketing and fast new feature development. For the first time since it launched, Zwift faces a serious, well-resourced and knowledgeable rival. Is Zwift's age of dominance drawing to a close? We discuss the implications of a momentous deal. We've also got all the usual other Zwifty news, gossip and banter. Plus... Lots of wallowing in nostalgia as we talk to a bevy of Zwift OGs on this final episode. It's only right on this noteworthy occasion that the Zwiftcast Trinity is fully quarrelled, and I'm delighted to report that this is, in fact, the case. We've had no apologies for absence, no hints of a DNS. We are whole, we are complete, which means it's time to say g'day, mate, to that quintessential example of Australian indoor cycling expertise and all-round good egg, Shane Miller. That's exactly what I'm going to do. G'day, mate. Ah, uh, I've not been looking forward to this day. It's our last time. It's the <laughs> last stop. one. Oh, okay, okay. I'll get all sappy at the end. Okay, okay. Let's yeah, yeah. Save the sappiness, man. Standard Zwiftcast. Hello, guys. Uh, great, great to be here. I wish it wasn't under these circumstances. But, no, uh, shut up. <laughs> and all the way along, some mahusive submarine cable deep beneath the Atlantic. The ones and zeros flashing at the speed of light. Permit me to say, yo, dude, to my favourite Wisconsinian, Nathan Guerra. How's it hanging? For Oh, it didn't give me the dude at the end there. We got the yo dude still, (laughs) but uh, it's going good, Simon. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Okay, the Zwiftcast DEFCON SAPI warning system, as I've already alluded to, is turned up to 11 for this episode. We will naturally reflect on the fact that in its current guise, at least, this is the last Swiftcast, but dwell on the sappy, we will not. That said, I can't let this moment at the top of the final episode pass without an acknowledgement of the many messages, both private and public, thanking us for the last hundred or so episodes, and actually what sort of surprised me a little bit, the number of people who commented that our little podcast has been something of um, an oasis in their lives, people who just said that when a new episode dropped, it just kind of put a smile on the face because there was going to be an hour in the day when they just enjoyed hearing three blokes wittering on about a silly cycling game. So thank you for being thankful. I think if we, which we seem to have done, can make a few thousand people a bit happier for an hour, I'd say that was job done. Uh, I'm not, as I say, inviting my fellow Zwiftcasters to comment here because I really think we should avoid mutual backslapping in this episode. Nobody wants that. Well, just in time for the last Swiftcast, out of a clear blue sky came quite the biggest news to hit the indoor training business, well, perhaps ever. Wahoo has bought RGT, integrated into its system, or system, system, and and promised promised a massive boost in investment to, if you will forgive the fun, turbocharge RGT's virtual cycling offering. 
Expect a tsunami of Wahoo marketing dollars. Expect a rapid development of RGT's worlds and routes because it's built on Unity and it's easier to recruit devs for that game engine. Expect a lot of attention given to RGT's USP. It's currently glitchy and boggy basic, but popular Magic Roads feature. Expect Wahoo to laser focus on providing features that Swifters have been requesting and not getting since the year dot. Annual membership discount, anyone? And expect Battle to commence persuading pro riders to attach themselves to RGT, an arena that Zwift has completely dominated to date. We will discuss at some length, obviously, but first let's get a hot take on how this bombshell will land at Long Beach. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is I'm on the beach with a daiquiri, and 10 is <laughs> we're all doomed, we're all doomed, where do you think Swift's senior management are currently sitting, Shane? Alrighty, before diving into my deep hot take on this, I'll give you my quick, shallow hot take on this. Uh, I think they're at a three. They're at the beach, but their phone's ringing hot. So the daiquiri is down <laughs> and they're scrolling on their phones. They're not running back to the office just yet. So I give this a three out of ten of something okay. to be worried about. Well, so you think they're quite relaxed about this. Uh, just mm -hmm. before you, uh, you launch into your thoughts, because I know you have them, uh, Nathan, your score on the doors for the um, state of relaxation or otherwise of Swift senior management. Yeah, it's good you put that qualifier in there for those who have been around for a while. They're in the know, but even there, like there's a lot of new people. Uh, for, I'll say for those who know, uh, and that's all I'll say on that, <laughs> is um, a six going up. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. Six with what happens in the short future, maybe going up from there. That would be my take. Oh, so oh, you, yeah. think you think they're oh. twice as rattled as Shane thinks they are. Uh, okay, Shane. Well, um, we are going to unpick this in 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 some detail, uh, in, in some kind of structured manner, I hope, uh, over the course of the next few minutes. But I know you just have a few initial thoughts around personality, I think. Yeah, look, just some background on my history with RGT. A lot of people have been asking for my hot take on this all week, and I've just sat back and I've been trying to contact someone who I can't get in contact with. So to give to give my thoughts on this overall, you know, with the lay of the land. Anyhow, look, I do, I do think this is good for business. Zwift now has an ally who are now promoting virtual 3D cycling, which is quite interesting. Different platform, but still, same deal. But um, a bit of history with RGT, or as I knew it, Road Grand Tours. They've been around since 2016, I believe it was. So they're not a new player by any means. And when I was first introduced to Road Grand Tours, it was through their founder, Alex Serban, who was putting in the hard yards at all the trade shows. He was the Eric Min and the John Mayfield, all in one of RGT. He was doing the work. I do recall that, uh, Simon, it might have been a Eurobike you were at too. It was uh, RGT were in the cheap seats in with the exhibitors outside, and it started yeah. bucketing down with rain. Everyone was scrambling. Alex and his single helper scrambled inside with all their gear. They negotiated with another exhibitor, just some small floor space and a single PowerPoint, and they continue to demo the platform in its early days. That's heart and soul right there, and I saw it with my own eyes. It was fantastic to see. Look, referencing similar key people from other platforms, Trader Road has its Nate Pearson, 
Fulgaz has its Mike Lucas. Wahoo, Suff slash Sufferfest has its Dave McQuillan. Zwift, obviously, it's Eric Min. Exert has its Armando. Look, these are the people to me that give companies human identity. These are the people that you tune into if they're on podcasts, when they give interviews in the media, you read them, you listen to them, or when they post anything online, you want to hear what they've got to say. Look, though, bringing this back to RGT, as I understand, Alex departed RGT a while back, and I don't know what the circumstances were. Haven't heard from Alex. Can't get in contact with him. We had a lot to share when we were uh, yeah, shooting the breeze early on. So hopefully I'll get in touch with him just to see what his thoughts are of this. Look, from then on, though, they've seemed a bit rudderless. They've switched architectures for the two-device model, then back. They're rolling out a lot of community-focused features, which has been good in the community, but maybe not business or growth-focused with RGT. Look, So to be honest, I don't think RGT was acquired because they were successful. I think Wahoo acquired them because they were likely cheap, and it does fill a gap on the social side with the Wahoo offering. Maybe the cherry on top was a bit of an FU back to Zwift that two can play this game because Zwift's <laughs> going to be enemy number one very soon as both companies are starting to sell hardware and 3D virtual cycling world software. And another thing, I guess, relating back to the Zwift cast here is that RGT, in whatever form it takes, will face every single issue that the three of us have discussed over the last six years yeah, yeah, here on the yeah, Zwift yeah. cast. So yeah, it's going to be very, right. very interesting to see how this plays out. It's not greenfields for them. Zwift have paved the way for a lot of this. But it's going to be very, very interesting to see. But uh, Alex, if you're listening, give me a call. I want to chat. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a great point you make about that, about a kind of single passionate driving force that makes stuff happen. You know, I mean, arguably there were two, uh, and it was a fantastic marriage between uh, Eric Min and John Mayfield, between the creative and the business. But there, there was still, like you say, there was personality at the top of the company. And unlike you, I met. Alex, he came to my house actually, uh, and, and I have a similar story to you. He came to demonstrate his VR um, 360 thing, which they had very early. And Alex uh, really wanted to show it to me. Um, and he had this heavy kit in a rucksack on his back. Mm. And he could only get a train for reason I can't understand, some scheduling thing. He could only get a train to within 45 miles of where I lived. So he borrowed someone's bike and, <laughs> rode, and rode to it, my yep. house with like this 50-pound rucksack on his I back. And he arrived That's red face and sweating. But he arrived and he showed me the stuff and then he got on this broad bike and cycled 50 miles back to get his train. And like you say, Shane, it's that kind of drive and passion that makes things successful. So that is a really interesting point. But let's just unpick this in, in, in a bit of kind of structured detail because it is really, really, really interesting. So... As we've said ad nauseum on the Zwiftcast, the Big Z has grown over the years pretty much unfettered by serious competition. The rivals have been there. They've either been Risible, looking at you, CV Arcade, Vaporware, hello, Veloton, not bad, but ultimately a failure, greetings, Virtue Go, or just not a direct competitor, things like Ruby and, and Fulgas, as Shane said. What's different here is that Wahoo is going head-to-head, toe-to-toe, tanks on lawn beat them at their own game and they've got money they've got proven hardware they've just bought software expertise they have a lot of of experience uh like nathan i tend to see them as a more serious competitor to to zwift than you might do shane so we are a year from here now shane is zwift weaker and is wahoo stronger i know that's a really tricky question to ask but bear in mind that in that year, 
we think, if they don't put it off, Zwift will be launching their own hardware, uh, long-awaited, and that is the first time they've been in this business. And it's not a brilliant time, not Zwift's fault, it's not a brilliant time to be launching, uh, and for the very first time, an expensive trainer, because as Ray Maker pointed out, pretty much anyone who wanted an expensive trainer in the pandemic probably got one. So a year from now, Zwift weaker and Wahoo stronger or vice versa? Oh, the crystal ball is very foggy. It's very yeah, foggy. Sure I need is, some, yeah. some polishing equipment on this crystal ball to see where anything's going. So what I'll do, I'll look back at history. Uh, Wahoo took over Sufferfest over six months ago, seven or eight months ago. The Sufferfest uh, slash Suff um, slash system still doesn't match what the Sufferfest app provided. So, mm. And that's been agreed to in the forums. I've been scouring things and... People acknowledge this. So what could Wahoo do with RGT in 12 months? It's going to be tough. It's, uh, it depends where the developers are, depends on the teams, depends on the money and the resources they put behind this, and it depends if they hit the ground running or they just slowly merge it together. I think mm. they need to hit the ground running. They are t- probably two, three years behind already if they want to match where Zwift is going. Although having said that, let's look back for the last 12 months of Zwift. We really haven't made leaps and bounds either. Um, so it does depend on the Zwift hardware too, uh, from a company perspective. Let's see what they can do. But uh, yeah, with the trainers I've been blowing up lately, uh, not specific Zwift hardware, I haven't seen it at all. Um, yeah, trainers are hard to make. But uh, Wahoo do have some solid trainers. So it's funny, isn't it? They're, they're both both companies are converging to the one single spot of having yeah. the dual offering yeah. from different angles. Yeah. Look, oh, okay, look, let me summarize. Are they weaker or stronger? I think Zwift is in the same position. I think Wahoo is probably a little stronger because I'm sure they'll tidy up the loose ends at RGT. Mm, but not stronger at Zwift's expense? No. Interesting. Nathan, not only do we have or, or think we're going to have a hardware battle royale as Zwift roll out their own hardware, but we definitely now have a software rumble. Uh, speed of development, rollout of new features, something to promote and market, all of that is going to become critically important. Who might have the edge here and why? Yeah, so if you head on over to Zwift Insider and you read, he's got a list right there on Zwift Insider, Eric wrote up, that was real interesting. And what stuck out to me was the two things, this trainer that you just talked about, which is pretty much the go-to trainer, Uh, And then Unity being what Mm -hmm. it is written on, which is the second most used software engine uh, when it comes to building games in the world. Uh, They went public last year. I I invest in Unity. Like, I mean, like, I I believe in it as a game building engine. Um, The only one that's used more and that's more uh, prevalent in major games is Unreal Engine. Um, I think anybody who starts coding in games is going to start coding in Unity when they start playing around because it's, I believe, uh, open source in some ways. So anyways, there's, uh, I don't know a lot. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm not a coder. I don't know a lot about coding, but I know about the gaming industry. And uh, I know about how games are made from a very, you know, peripheral point of view. And when I talk to friends who are devs and I talk to friends who are into coding, this is kind of where they start. And I have a feeling that there's a lot of people that you can hire very, very quickly that know how to build on Unity. And uh, that's a supply side issue, right? And you can probably pay them not quite as much money. 
and not have to train them a whole ton if you have a proprietary software engine that you have to build on. So, so as far as speed goes, I would think that building on Unity uh, could happen very quickly. So that would be a um, flexibility, you know, as you know, if, if people are asking for things, and you need to change some code. Uh, it's been thought through ahead of time by lots of developers for 20 years on lots of different games and lots of different situations. And they'll just build things into the, the, the engines offerings for that. Right. And so, um, you know, and that's when, whenever unreal has a new, like, version of it. I don't know how it works with Unity. Again, I'm not a coder, but I'm assuming it's similar. Whenever Unreal has a new offering, it's like, well, you can do this and this and this like really fast as a developer. Mm. And they get and there's all this excitement about it when they release this new thing for the greatest graphics you can possibly have paired with the nicest hardware that's out there. So, you know, on that front, um that's kind of why I put the scale up a little bit higher here going. Yeah, oh. well, as we know, as has been acknowledged by Zwift and as we see pretty much every update, we know this has been a bottleneck for them. We know recruitment has been a bottleneck for them. And I think they'd be the first to admit that, you know, there's a degree of nervousness when they hit the big red button to, to, to say update because it nearly always breaks something. So I, 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 I'm beginning to understand why you why you why your score is a, is a bit higher than Shane's there, Nathan. And I do think that is a, a very, very valid point. One, obviously, that's been made, made elsewhere. Okay, let's move on to something else. In the wake of the news came an unsourced claim on the Cycling Tips website that the putative, although never officially confirmed, deal for Zwift to acquire or merge or marry Trainer Road was off. Which is interesting because one of my first thoughts on hearing the news, the Wahoo news, was that that alleged deal suddenly assumed greater importance and urgency in that it would give, give Zwift a more complete offering to compete against Wahoo's now very comprehensive set of apps and functionality. Uh, remember, as Shane said, they also absorbed a Sufferfest a little while ago and their system system annoyingly no no vowels thing has all kinds of stuff you can do with training and yoga and god knows what but the point is it's a very comprehensive offering so thoughts here shane does zwift now need the the trainer road deal more than ever has the price just gone up Oh, let's flip that around. I think Trainer Road needs Zwift more than ever now. Because well, yeah. uh, let's yeah. just see if, if they, they merge, if system merges into what system was claimed to be when they launched back in September last year, the, you know, the one-stop shop for everything you need, which is highly likely now that it pretty much encompasses erg mode, sim mode, video rides, entertainment, 3D virtual cycling world, device management's coming soon, you name it. It's all there. It's going to be there. The potential is huge. I think Trainer Road might be a bit nervous. Look, the other day, somebody sent me a message, and I may have even discussed this in a previous Swiftcast. Somebody replicated the Llama lab test in a web browser. It had Bluetooth controllable um, code in a web browser and did the – that's amazing. Somebody just spun up a web page and effectively did what Trainer Road did. Um, the AI side of things is a little different, though, and we'll go into that a little, a little later on. But um, mm. I think they both need each other. I, I think Trainer Road and Zwift, the marriage would be fantastic. It'd be the best of both worlds. It really would be. So I'm, I'm still mm. hoping it's on the table. I'm hoping that unsourced claim was unverified and not accurate. I hope our yeah. unverified 
guesswork that what Eric was up to in Reno. Not the other stuff, you know, the actual meeting side of things was uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, you want to just, I think you want to just, you want to backpedal a little and just make a, a hardware point before we move move away from that. Yeah, I just want to step back cause, uh, and just chime in on the hardware point just a little bit because I have worked with a lot of bike shops and, you know, as a team manager for a long time and, and getting product into people's hands has been a part of, you know, grassroots teams and stuff I've run in the past. And somebody walking into a shop for the first time, you see this little card that comes along with your Wahoo trainer, free subscription for this amount of time. That's not going to be a Zwift subscription anymore. At least yeah, I wouldn't think no, it would be. True. And yeah. the onboarding at the local level, yeah. I just watched my uh, shop lo here locally go all Wahoo. Full gas, all Wahoo. Like it was like, ah, forget this, forget, forget this. And the reason why is because Wahoo was able to produce right now for some reason. I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on with the manufacturing, but they were able to deliver where everybody else had shortages. So I'm watching floors like pack with Wahoo right now. And you, you really think they're going to keep on doing the Zerster script? They're going to get well, no, 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 for sure. They jump not. on our program. And yeah, no. if right I mean, now no. we're talking about going general public right now, that's the aim instead of the site. Well, Who's gonna? Who are they gonna get introduced to if Wahoo's on every bike shop floor? So You're that's right. the experience stations will be running RGT. Uh, I walk into every bike shop here in Australia. Exactly. Experience stations are all Zwift, and people know it. Drift. It's the Kleenex. It's, it's the Xerox. Swap. It's the yeah. it's the brand name. Uh, the first switch that'll happen is bang. That'll be RGT, which I have no problems with. That's a you know it's something they 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 are in full control of. Um, but it's something that no, Zwift yeah. need to take into consideration. No, no, it's a fight. This is a fight. I mean, you know. I, <laughs> It's pretty much an open secret in the industry that, shall we say, that Chip Hawkins, uh, the big man at, at Wahoo, and Eric Min probably don't send each other Christmas cards. Well, they might do, but they're probably passive-aggressive Christmas cards. I, 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 I don't think they get on, uh, shall we say. Uh, and this is a battle, you know. Let's uh, let's let's not pretend it's anything other than that. It is a real battle, and as uh, as you say, Nathan, that kind of that. Bottom up, I think we can call it, you know, shop floor marketing, that little works with Zwift sticker that uh, for sure they are going to disappear from uh, from Wahoo trainers. Hmm. OK, uh, well, I'm going to come back to you, Nathan, in a minute, but I just want to explore another point, actually. Now, I, I, for this last Swiftcast, I went back to a load of the OGs and we were just going to kind of wallow in just nostalgia a bit and talk about the old days and all that kind of stuff. But I did ask each one of them, you know, if they were still Zwifting and what uh, they would like to see Zwift do, given their many years of experience and, and continued loyalty to the platform. And, and what they said has now obviously become kind of a lot more timely and relevant um, uh, in, in the wake of this, this news. So let's, let's play the first interview in. And um, this is Coach Lipscomb, Dave Lipscomb. He runs lots of group rides. He'll be very familiar to a lot of Zwifters. Here's, uh, here's David. Well, there is a delicious circularity to this. My next guest was one of my very first guests. I think it was episode one, David Lipscomb, Coach Lipscomb, was it not? That is correct. And here you are on the last one too. Uh, welcome, I should say. Let's start with the basic stuff. Are you still Zwifting on a regular basis? <laughs> For that question, every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I knew the answer to that question because I've actually joined some of your group rides. Has it become incorporated into your into your life now? Is it just a part of who you are now? Um, it's part of my business. Um, CIS Training Systems is actually the first uh, performance coaching platform on Swift since day one. 
and we've leveraged this platform to its 10th degree. This platform is is really a game changer and it's been a game changer for all the people who are supportive of, of Swift and of CIS training systems. Yeah, well, and that's the big picture I think we sometimes miss when we're complaining about little features that that we would like to see. And I know there's lots of features we'd still like to see, but it, it did change the game, didn't it? I remember, David, you've kind of preempted my next question, really, because I remember interviewing you on the basis that you were thinking of being able to build a business around online coaching and Swift, and you've succeeded at that. Oh, without question. Um, it, it's gotten to a point where it, it's it's so serendipitous in a way I mean, if you think about what we've been through, you know, I don't like really talking about COVID, but COVID really made things very clear on who's playing and who's not playing. It's It's been super tough for people. And this platform has done wonders for people if they've leveraged it the way that they were supposed to. I, I, such a such a good phrase that COVID makes, made things clear, and it did in so many ways for so many people. But I, the promise of online coaching through Zwift, David, do you think that's been fulfilled as well as it could possibly have been, or do we still have a way to go there? No, we have a ways to go. We truly do. What would you like to see them doing now, based on your use of the platform, actually for business reasons? What's the one thing you'd like to see them do uh, that would improve your Zwifting experience? Oh, without question. And I'm going to throw this one out to you folks. Pay close attention to this. Here's what I see. I I think the future is this. I would really love to see an AI kind of concept where all this data that they have truthfully on us would be a perfect opportunity to say, okay, here's what you actually, here's what we see. and Here's what you've done over the years that you've been on this platform. Let's replicate a program for you based on your preferences and your parameters. Incredible. That would be incredible. That this raises the hair on the back of my neck because that would be next level. Absolutely. Personalized, personalized training using the data. But it puts people like you out of business, man. No, not really. No, it doesn't. Because there's, I'll give you the perfect example of that. It's, that's just a, a solution to, to a, to a overall arching strategy, but the one-to-one conversation around, okay, here's what you've done in a personal setting is important to still have. It's important to still have. Okay, tools are tools, but also the importance of one-to-one relationship between the client human, and the coach. Human relationship, yeah. Critical. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, I think that's a great point. You know, it is a great point and, and absolutely is, is, it could be an incredibly fertile route for, uh, mm-hmm. for Swift to go down in the future. But, um, but hold on, but one second, one second. Sorry, sorry about that, Simon. But, but I think, yes, Swift is above all above every program or every platform that's out there today, that there would take them over the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I don't think there's any dispute about that. Uh, listen, I've got a lot of people to get through on this Swiftcast. So while I could dwell on this conversation, and I'd love to, I'm going to call it quits here. Thank you so, so much for a couple of things. Thank you for being first and last on the Swiftcast, but also thank you for the amazing contribution you've made on a totally consistent basis. Thank you. Week after week after week after week to the community. And I'm sure people really appreciate that. Your group rides are uh, always amongst the best. David, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Simon. Appreciate you and what you've done for this community as well.
Don't get sappy, man. There's there's a sappyometer on this on this episode, <laughs> but I uh, but I appreciate your thanks. Thank no you worries. very much. No worries. Cheers, my friend. Right on. So Nathan, um, and I know you've already made this point, Shane, which is kind of why I'm coming to Nathan first because I know I know how you feel about it. But he's absolutely right, isn't he? I mean, Zwift has a wealth of data. And they could put that data to the use with AI and come up with a killer personalized training product, as already utilized by Trainer Road. Um, so that coming back to the Trainer Road deal, that deal just looks to me to make more sense than ever now. Yeah, I would just I would just like to see a Trainer Road and Mario Kart deal where like I'm racing <laughs> the ghost of myself around down awesome downhill jumps and if i fail i end up like crashing into the t-rex in the middle of titan's grove and he eats me and then i gotta restart i mean that would be the the quintessential the peak in some sort of ways of using the the ai technology to figure out what i need as a rider and then make dinosaurs chase me or something or i don't know who knows what that we can think of in order to get the most out of um my um personalized training because right i mean right now like i mainly just use zwift Zwift racing to really energize me and chase around the pixels but if the pixels could chase me that would be pretty cool (laughs) yeah but with purpose i mean i think the point is with 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 purpose purpose. not you know not not just be a purpose yeah not not, not just mario kart no well that's what i mean mix the trainer road with the mario kart mm, so if bowser mm. is trained at what you're like what you can do and it knows or just a little above what you can do you're Bowser beating the next you're level white. like you know, yeah. i mean that's what we were all when we were trying to beat castlevania and all these you know mario <laughs> etc it was all about leveling up like it yeah. knows yeah, your yeah. level though it gets exactly what your level is and it goes just a little bit above bit what you can yep. actually do yeah yep. i mean yep. 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 when i can get to the final stage of ninja gaiden and zwift i mean that's like the ultimate right there let's go yeah yeah, Shane. I think you and I are, would perhaps be uh, dining down the Mario Kart aspect of this a little bit, but still, you know, that AI, that wealth, that treasure trove of data. You know, I think you and I might prefer. Well, actually, this is you. You can now compete against yourself in 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 twenty nineteen. Uh, in my case, that would be only to demonstrate how much older, slower, and faster I've got in the intervening period. However, <laughs> you know, yeah, use it. Yoshi. It would be Yoshi instead of like, like, and then and then Bowser would be you now. I don't know. Or did you turn into princess? Are you princess, princess right Peach. now? <laughs> I'll never, I'll never be a princess, Nathan. I will never be a princess. But Shane, the serious point, you mm-hmm. know, a, a, a trainer road already have that kind of AI engine. Zwift have got the data. It just this deal now makes more sense than ever, doesn't it? Yeah, look, going back through my archives, I put out a video called AI Coaching Will Be uh, Your Next Coach. Uh, and that was back on March 12th, 2018. I was a bit ahead of my time there, but we're still waiting. We're still waiting. Uh, look, absolutely. Look, the easy stuff's been done. Push pedal, bike moves forward. That's been done. Push pedal, bike moves forward with somebody next to you. Been done. Easy stuff, yeah. done. Yeah. So yeah. the avatars, it's, it's all been done. Do the hard stuff. It's now time to do the hard stuff. That's the groundbreaking stuff. Being, as Nathan said, being chased by something that's just a little bit better than you, or maybe randomly, it's a little bit worse. So you feel good that you're beating this other you or something like that. Like it's 
data pool that these companies have is massive. And we see, look, to just go right down the rabbit hole, we see um, Hammerhead with their head units using heat maps from Sunto devices. So I'm riding along and having a better experience outdoors with big data, with the heat maps where people have ridden. I can see that in real yeah. time on my head unit. Super cool. They need to start doing yep. these cool things, and again, fail quickly, fail often. You'll hit the hammer on uh, hit the hammer on the head. No, that's not quite right. Um, something to do with nails as well. There's an analogy, but look, something as simple as pace partners revolutionised Zwift. Now, pace partners, these are just simply sim bots that we were doing way back in the day that we yeah. thought we better not do because it breaks the terms and conditions and services and things. But something as simple as that. So there's so much to be uh, tapped into here, and again. Leading over to the Wahoo side of things, they have some decent sports scientists behind them too. Yeah. Uh, yep. So this is an area that we need to be a little nervous on. Workout mode hasn't changed for oh, five years now. It's been a while. Yep. There's content yep. coming along, but the experience hasn't changed. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of this, you know, I mean, we will make this point uh, lower down the episode repeatedly, I think, but all of this, you know, it's good for the consumer. Competition mm. is good for the consumer. You know, Zwift probably is going to get a kick up the ass. I mean, I'd be surprised <laughs> if it didn't. Now, how Zwift reacts to that, of course, is, is, is a different matter. But that, you know, boot and ass are, are getting in ever closer proximity, I would think. Okay, let's move on to, to, to another aspect. And I, I kind of apologise for going on about this. Uh, but I do think this is a big deal. I do think it's incredibly significant. And I do think over the next year or two, it's going to have a massive impact in, in indoor cycling. So, Nathan... One of the uh, ramparts that Zwift will defend furiously is community. Uh, for sure, they have a massive head start on, on Wahoo here. The Zwift community is huge for a start, and it's bolstered by so, so many other things, the whole ecosystem around Zwift. I was eating my dinner last night, and I was bored with reading the terrible news that, uh, that we're surrounded by at the moment, so I just popped onto Zwift Live, and I watched... Uh, I watched that incredibly original format that you were commentating on last night, um, which I won't go to in, in, in here, but it was a really interesting format, five or six minutes of, 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 of pretty entertaining virtual racing, actually. A few people I knew in the community chipped in with a couple of comments. That has taken time to build. That has really taken time to build and refine and process and present. And, and Wahoo do not have that at the moment. Now, they can spin up a community, I mean, they have one to a lesser extent already, already, and there are elements in the small, tiny existing RGT community who seem very unhappy with this development, worried that the free membership offer will vanish. And I do wonder, actually, what the proportion of, of free people on RGT to paying people on RGT is. I, <laughs> my, my, my suspicion is that the, the paying number is very small. But anyway, well, who got got the money to change that. Back to my main point though, Nathan, the community is there for Zwift. It's a massive part of Zwift. People love being a part of it. And that is going to take a long time for Wahoo to build, is it not? Yeah. And I think this is, it's going to be about attaching people to Wahoo. Like really, I think in some way, 
bringing people over to the Wahoo brand and making them feel attached to the Wahoo brand in a community alongside a Wahoo, the trainer that I ride, the software that I use, the getting that whole experience wrapped up together and the community that really believes in it, it's going to be super important. And how they bring in the RGT brand or just envelop it somehow within, I think they're doing a good job right away with the way they presented bringing this over. I wouldn't be surprised if slowly RGT as a brand disappears and it just more is Wahoo or the system or yeah. however they're going to present that because um, attaching, I think they're, I think taking the fact that they have arguably the best trainer, it was used in worlds, right? Like they have this, this, they have a lot of talking points here that are like, Hey, we're a part of this already. We are a part of your community already. You just, you ride our trainer. You know, like there, there's, and I feel like, I feel like I'm selling them right now at this point, but I might, this is what I would do if I were like, you know, if I were Wahoo, I would be trying to attach people to the brand that they are already at using and showing them how they are a part of a growing community yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. I'm just going to jump in there though, Nathan, and I find this interesting. The Wahoo brand is quite, if, if, you're, if you're not a fully in shape, totally committed hardcore cyclist the wahoo brand is a bit scary if you you know you look at their imagery it's full of very shiny very toned very committed often grimacing very very fit people and if you look you know swift has been careful actually to be a bit more inclusive in their branding recently and the wahoo brand i would argue it's a little bit hardcore if you are now trying to pick up new users who are not the hardcore cyclists. And as we've said a million times on the Zwipcast, that is where the, the growth in the market is now coming from. You know, if you're a hardcore cyclist interested in virtual cycling, you, you're already there. So growth is going to come from people who are not the people who are featured in, in Wahoo adverts and marketing. Don't you agree, Shane? I just loaded the Wahoo website actually to have a look at that. Um, I think they're trying to get away from that. Um, their mm. website at the moment has a nice banner of people riding gravel because that's what we're all doing these days. Uh, yeah. But you're right. This indoor training space is has been traditionally from the competitive cyclist, the competitive road cyclist. And we're seeing a massive decline in specifically that discipline, competitive road cycling. Gravel, on the other hand, is going crazy. Mountain bike, downhill, e-biking, mm. that's all taking off. But yeah, I'm sort of questioning where, like, has the potential sort of tamed down a little bit now that road cycling itself is sort of just having a bit of a back off period. Um, and I think I think you're right. Indoor trainers again used to be the people who just used to get in indoors and do intervals and do erg mode and love to suffer. Again, suffer fest. That's what it was, that the entire brand was built on the suffering side of things. Mm. Um, for the marketing slash image point of view, it's a tough one, but I, I think you're right. Zwift are ahead of the curve on this one with the all-inclusive um, side of things, and that's what you need to be when your community is as large as Zwift's and your market share is as large as well. Um, yeah. And again, coming back to RGT slash Wahoo will face all of these issues if their community also grows. Um, Absolutely. And this is... The, uh, 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 but that's a good point, though, Shane, isn't it? it, it to some extent, while I've done the, done the easy bit, they've opened mm -hmm. the checkbook, they've bought RGT, they've bought an existing thing, but now really the hard work starts. Strategy the, the, strategy is going to be big from here yeah. on. Um, and I'd like that communicated. As I said, I, I didn't quite get that feel from RGT. A lot across across the other platforms, we have those identities posting, and you know, I'm sort of latching onto their posts and what they're saying in their interviews. 
if we get a bit more, it depends on who the product manager is. If Wahoo assigned a new product manager to that, um, we might get some more communication around where they're heading with the platform um, and just mm. some more, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Move that away from the hardcore into just the cyclist. And being the cyclist, that could mean anything. That's the person who just rides to and from work, who just wants a heart rate strap and who just wants to maybe get a little bit quicker or you yeah. know, feel a little bit better on a bike or just enjoy the gravel roads. Just feel, feel a bit fitter. Yeah, yeah. More active, lose more often. Lose a few where, kilos. Where, 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 yeah, where, exactly. That's yeah. The, yeah, that's what's all about. Where have you heard that before? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, we could go on about this uh, for, for forever, but we'll, we'll try and wrap it up. So finally on this, uh, and I hinted at this earlier, competition historically has benefited consumers. So let's try and predict the Zwift response to this declaration of open warfare by Wahoo. Will it feel motivated to raise its game? Will Zwift be quicker? Will it be more responsive? Will it dish out more crowd pleasers in short order? In other words, is it going to feel the proximity of the Wahoo boots to the Zwift ass? And is it is it going to do anything about it? Or is it going to be, you know what, we've been here a long time. We know what we're doing. We've got lots of data. We've got, we've practiced a lot of this stuff a lot of the time and we think we're okay. We're not too worried. Um, which is it going to be, Nathan? Uh, I think uh, there's definitely going to be a response uh for sure you know i oh, you know well here's the thing is like <laughs> i don't even want to answer that question <laughs> honestly because i want to say yeah there's gonna like I, I would do something of course there's gonna be this like what do we need to do to respond to what we think might come down the road right like the first thing when war starts is like well, where are they going to attack us yeah right? like yeah. and the yeah, first yeah. thing is you start yeah. planning ahead and what your strategy is going to so of, I would think, of course, they're going to start thinking about what the strategies are in order to make sure there aren't losses um, in battle. So um, how quickly and how urgent that might be is how hard it could hit, you know. And so um, I think also, though, there's a, a, a like steady case, stay steady. We have a plan, you know, and maybe we add some things here to this part of the plan, you know, and and just put some urgency underneath these things. Uh, but um, you know, one of our things here is Zune. I mean, that's just a thing that's been yeah, a part yeah, of the entirety yeah, of yeah. the broadcast. And because yeah. of that, I mean, my other response is I was going to say earlier wasn't Unity. It was going to be Zunity. It's a good point. You know, I mean, we make a joke of it, but Zune is a thing. Shane, are, are they going to react? Look, regardless whether there's competition biting at their heels or booting up their bum as we need to raise its game right now. They need to be quicker. They need to be more responsive. They need to dish out more creek crowd pleasers. Look, the, I mean, look at the update just the other day. Tax Neo Roadfield broke. Uh, the old mining town disappeared. Come on, guys. Come on. Get that shit right. Don't mess with the core product. Get it right and start moving faster. So regardless, they need to move fast. The sentiment in the community is, yeah, Zoom. That's exactly it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's coming Zoom. Yeah, sure. Let's knit another sweater. That shouldn't be the case in the communities. We should still be energized about new roads, new worlds, new experiences, new AI stuff, new uh, – I just want to – Yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know. But, but we've, we've been banging on about this for 100-and-odd episodes, Shane. The point – the question I'm asking now is mm. – 
do you know there's a mindset there at Swift? And and mm-hmm. when I interviewed the, the the chief product officer and I said, "Why aren't you more nimble?" He said, "Well, do you know what Apple aren't nimble? You know, maybe we don't need to be nimble. Maybe we just we just need to be good. That's their mindset. Do yeah, you think I, it will change now? No, it'll it'll remain the same. They they they'll just keep doing what they're doing. I hope they don't though. <laughs> I hope. They, but come back in the next episode. Oh, hang on. I can't be <laughs> for this, can I? No, they'll keep doing the same stuff. They'll keep rolling it out. They have a, you know, the market share. Everything is stable. And stability, I, I think, is what they'll roll with rather than risking anything. Um, just like repack Ridge. Um, I just, just loop that thing around so we can do dirt crits and have a lot of fun. You'd risk that. Just, uh, mm. uh, well, well, we all... No, we the, the interviews with the OGs, which are coming up in the, in the app, because we are going to talk about something else, uh, that will give us an opportunity to talk a little bit more about this. Okay. I mean, it is all incredibly fascinating, and there are some incredibly interesting times ahead in the indoor cycling area. Someone really should start a podcast. Well, we will talk shortly about what we know about something new, what's been called Gravel Mountain. But before we do that, let's dip into what will be a series of reflections as we mark the final Swiftcast. Seven years ago, almost unbelievable, that's seven years, I published the very first video review anywhere in the world of Swift. I'd met Eric Min a few months previously, and at the time I was doing a bit of freelance work for Cycling Weekly. Zwift was tiny at the time, no more than seven or eight people on the staff, and I'd been pushing hard to get a review up of the beta version of the game. The people at Zwift were quite nervous, and it was quite the job to get them to agree. Of course, strictly speaking, I didn't actually need them to agree, but I wanted to. There were a number of quite prickly conversations with their PR agency, as I recall, but in the end, they gave it their blessing. And here's a few excerpts of that review. Now, remember at the time, Zwift was in its very, very, very earliest days. Zwift is the big new noise in indoor training. Zwift is an animated world at the moment, a lap round an island. When it launches sometime after January 2015, you'll pay $10 a month. The blue dudes are AIs, artificial intelligences or bot riders. They can be pacers or opponents. Useful if no other live riders are on the island. Perhaps. Early on in the beta, it was hard to draft other riders. The software wasn't reacting to subtle changes in your pace. But frequent updates are fixing problems and refining the platform all the time. The ability for subtle changes to pace and power to be accurately reflected in the game are now much improved. Okay, let's look at some of the social and competitive aspects of Zwift. There are several riders on the island today and we're at the foot of the main climb. I'm going to try to tempt other riders into a race up the climb and I can also compete for the polka dot jersey by beating the best current time for the Calder Zwift. I've let the rider in the green jersey get ahead. I can see just how far in the leaderboard on the right. A new feature, also visible on the leaderboard on the right, is other riders' watts per kilo rating. This is really cool because you can see immediately how hard they're working compared to you. At present, all riders weigh 75 kilos. This will change when the platform goes live so you can enter your real weight. With 200 metres to go, I put the hammer down to see if I can get the win on the climb. 
I'm up to around 7 watts per kilo. I can see my rival's not reacting to the attack because he's dropped right down to around 4 watts per kilo. With 100 meters to go, I've got 5 seconds on him. Let's see if I can push on and get the polka dot jersey. Competing like this does bring a whole new dimension to turbo training. It's immersive and engaging and the time flies by. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but I find it motivational and enjoyable. The Zwift Beta is impressive. It's well executed, looks great and works well. Updates add valuable new features and it looks as though this will be ongoing. There will be other worlds than Zwift Island added and an already sophisticated platform looks like it's heading for a very polished product. Whether it really takes off depends on how many people subscribe. The social element is the standout one. Competing and riding in company definitely makes the turbo time fly. But to be really successful, it needs a critical mass of people, so you can always find someone online of your level to compete against. It will also need to up its serious training element if it's to appeal to those who use the turbo as a proper training tool. But again, Zwift are on record as saying that's a real ambition, and the early edition of the watts per kilo metric bodes well. All in all, it's hard not to be anything other than very impressed. Well, not the most penetrating of insights, maybe, but seven years distance, they, they don't look too bad, actually. They were quite prophetic, some of those. But time moves on, and whilst a few amongst the tiny band at HQ might have been nervous about that review, this week's Wahoo News in and of itself would be enough to cause some concern, we think. But if you add in the general economic climate, then the worryometer might start peaking a little higher. Most expenditure on subscriptions is discretionary and with rampant inflation and hard times either around the corner or already here, depending on where you live in the world, there might be a few looking askance at the number of subs they have. And that, Shane, regardless of the whole Wahoo thing, that could be bad news for Zwift this summer. Mm, we're still experiencing that correction after COVID. Um, mm. So I think people will be looking down at uh, yeah the monthly credit card bill and consolidating all of those and picking out and pointing out a few things that could be removed. Uh, I think it's a great time to move on that yearly subscription, maybe yeah. with a month or two discount. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, well, who done that, of course? Tricky one, Nathan A. If you're cancelling subs, which goes first, Netflix or Zwift? And if you're cancelling subs, by the way, as Shane just said, then a discounted annual membership suddenly looks very attractive. Yeah, I mean, lots of people I see commenting about getting outside. So if they've yeah. already paid, they've already paid. <laughs> you know, and if, if summer's paying for itself because I get two months off, well, then you got me a little bit sooner in August, it sounds like. Um, so, yeah, that sounds like a good deal. Um, you watch Netflix? I don't know. I don't sit in front of screens besides watching Zwift, it seems like, lately. So I think I just keep my Zwift. <laughs> uh, no, like... I'm talking about Ozarks ordinary mortals. Ozarks is tomorrow, though. So if you want to hint into... Sometimes I do watch Netflix once in a while, mm. right? So anyways... Um, yeah, I mean, I think I uh, definitely Zwift is the last one to go for me, but I think I can't relate. I just can't relate to somebody who would cancel something that does so much good for your body. So yeah. I'm not the person to ask. I'm not the yeah. person to ask at yeah. all on that yeah. one. 
No, it is interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Um, I guess the the better version of you says, of course, I won't cancel a Zwift, but maybe the less good version of you says, mm, actually, I'll stick with Netflix. Uh, but we'll see. It could be, um, if it wasn't already, it could be an interesting summer for Zwift on the, on the subs front. Okay, let's move on to one of our reflective interviews. Um, as I said earlier, since I recorded these, I've actually become so much more relevant in the light of the Wahoo deal. Okay, many Zwifters will have spotted the Julian Washington Bridge in Watopia. Some will know it's named after an inspirational early Zwifter. So I thought it'd be nice to catch up with Julian for this last episode. Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast to Julian Washington, a legend, a legend from the early days of Zwift and a continuing legend, so legendary she's got a bridge named after her in the game. And that, Julian, welcome, by the way. Thank you, Simon, and thank you for having me. That bridge was 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 named for you because you were just so inspirational in the early days, so inspirational to so many Swifters. Why, what, why do you think that was? Well, Simon, I tell you, it still amazes me when I think about it, um, even though it's been, I, I'm not for sure, uh, since 2015, I think it is, you know, that I came on Swift. But um, I, I can only imagine that maybe it's because of... Um, of the journey that I was on and not being a traditional cyclist, so to speak, you know, just being an ordinary, uh, overweight woman, uh, trying to find something to help with the fitness journey. So I think that my story kind of related, uh, to a number of people that were in that particular, you know, situation, the same situation that wanted to do something, uh, to help them with their general fitness. Yeah, no, I think that's very accurate, really. But that process, it kind of became a two-way process, didn't it? Because for you, the love that you got back and the inspiration that you got back was a huge help to you, I think. Oh, outstanding. It was motivating. You know, it was motivating and, and inspiring to me. And it just made me want it to uh, be even more committed to what it is I wanted to do for myself. And, you know, sometimes having someone to have you accountable kind of pushes you a little bit more. Uh, so certainly I can say that that was a great impact and a benefit to me because I actually did just that. I mean, I went on to do things that I never thought, you know, would happen uh, with uh, riding so many um, uh, miles or centuries or, you know, on, on the platform. So, yes, absolutely. I, I've exceeded my own expectations. Absolutely. And, 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 and in full public view. And that gave you some kind of accountability, I think, which is one of the one of the important things about Swift. And that bridge, Julian, that bridge. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Were you really flattered by that? Oh, man, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> I have so many uh, screenshots with that. I, sometimes I just stop by, you know, uh, to take a picture with it. And uh, sometimes I ask, is it still there? So, yes, absolutely. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's unbelievable right now just to think about it. And you're still Swifting now. Um, I have not in a couple of days. I signed in yesterday. Um, so my intent was to uh, perhaps maybe give it a go uh, this morning uh, after I'm done with you. So I got everything set up. So we'll see how that works. I think my last ride was uh, mid-December. Yeah, mid-December. 
Okay, well, you get back on it. I know you'll get back on it. What are what, what's your goals at the moment? Um, Just a bit of general fitness. Uh, yeah, well, actually, well, actually, I'm trying to uh, get the weight numbers uh, to go down on the scale, and I've been working on that. <laughs> but my main avenue has been um, weight training. So I've been doing very little cardio, mostly on the uh, treadmill, whatever my knees will allow me to do. Um, I'm still in need of those knee replacements, so sometimes the rotation on the bike is a little difficult. Um, but uh, that's what I've been doing so far. And luckily, I, I hit a plateau, but I'm down 53 pounds. But I, deal, I still have wow. wait, ways to go. But yes, and I hope to uh, make uh, Zwift a continued part of my journey. You've been here from the early days. You've given a lot back, you know. You've given a lot back and you've inspired a whole, a whole ton of people. Thank you for that, Julian. And you keep going, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Simon. Right on. Now, boys, as well as being incredibly lovable, uh, Julian is important, and I'm going to tell you why. She was such a loved figure herself in the early days and set such an example. She is kind of the embodiment for me of the Zwift mission, more active more often, but she also reminds us that Zwift is not actually all about people like us, committed hardcore traditional cyclists. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people just like Julian on the platform. And sometimes I think we, especially us actually, we've been guilty of forgetting that, Shane. Yep, absolutely. I love everything about Julian. I followed her uh, journey all through Zwift and still today, I think I follow her on Instagram and see things pop up here and there and get a notification when she starts to ride. She was the wake up call early on for me with like, hey, this is not just for us hardcore cyclists, as you've said, Simon. At the time when Zwift came along, I was sort of the end of my racing career, um, you know, still pushing out a few intervals here and there and, you know, introducing all the other hardcore cyclists to Zwift and, you know, the the social experience that it is and the racing that we were doing with the, you know, the one, two, three go at the big tree at a certain time. Time. And then yeah, Julian was was rolling, you know, rolling around, but also racing at the time as well. I'm like, hang on, this is this is for everyone, or this can be for everyone. I don't, don't want to sound like a, a sales pitch here, but the experience provides something for anybody and everybody. So if, if you're motivated to jump on and spin the legs, um, and again, you love bikes, which we all do, um, it it's just yeah. She opened my eyes to you know the kind of people who would be meeting on Zwift and still do to this day. The new people jumping on board. And I mentioned a story a couple of Zwift casts back about a person from a certain demographic walking in and buying a trainer. I won't mention that demographic because that got me in trouble. Um, not the <laughs> kind of person who I thought would be walking in and buying a smart trainer when smart trainers were first you know coming on board and and you know appearing in our local bike shops. So super cool. Love it. Love everything about Julian. Um, I, that bridge is so cool. And I loved it. Her, her story about the bridge as well, that she loves it too. It's not just yeah, a no, no, bridge, no, no, whatever. No, yeah. It's just, it's just a, yeah, yeah. like, that's, a, is that an NFT? Is she one of the first NFT bridge owners? Like, come on. That, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's ahead of the times. <laughs> Julian proves, Nathan, if you're off the couch, you're winning. Yeah, hundred percent. And Julian, I mean, that bridge has been referenced so many times early on in the broadcasts and she's like, she was a movement in and of herself. You know, she's a part of the world social rides really, really early on. One of the key leaders amongst that was really awesome to see her as a part of that. And then I would see in the early broadcasts of the races, as well as some of my personal streams, she kind of like brought along these other people who were like, 
like bandwagoning around her, like specific people that I can think of. Uh, Mars Kaufman was one that definitely comes to mind. She's actually from Wisconsin um, in her maybe 60s, 70s now at this point, but older woman who is getting fit through Zwift. And she was definitely, Julian was a part of her journey and uh, following what Julian was up to. I mean, Chris Amin, who we all know, was definitely buddies with Julian. I mean, this... Um, she is a legend. I'm just going to say that absolutely of the Zwift history, obviously having the bridge in game, uh, then got referenced all the time. And every single sprint that we do across that bridge at that time has been brought up. And now, uh, I think there's going to be a resurgence of the Julian Washington, the JWB bridge sprint section. Now it's simply because of this, because, uh, definitely needs to go down in history and remain uh, legendary status. So absolutely, and great, great to hear she's uh, she's still swifting. And congratulations on the on the recent weight loss as well, Julian. Okay, well we're uh, we're we've been delving into the old things, and we're continue going to continue to do so. But let's 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 head for the new now. Uh, there's a new thing around the corner. In fact, it's already coded into the game, and a few Zwifters are getting to test it out. It's Gravel Mountain. Shane, what do we know? I, what do I know officially on the record or off the record? Because I've, I've been doing a bit of snooping. Well, I, I think I think something has leaked into the public arena. Okay, we can talk about that part. Yes. Uh, yeah, look, um, as we've seen over on Zwift Insider, let's throw Eric under the bus. It's all over on Zwift Insider. Um, there's a little uh, bit of a map there, of the course, gravel only. Um, there's a few comments from Zwift about what they're doing with it. It's a certain world, so I'm expecting to be like a criterium slash gravel ride. From what I've seen, though, it looks like a six-lane highway. Now, if you've ever ridden gravel, you don't yeah. gravel on six-lane highways. You gravel on, well, single trail for cars, I will call them. So two car wheel tracks, and that's about it. One width for enough, you know, for one single car. This is very, very wide. However, I do like the idea. I do like that it's something new. I do like that we hopefully will be seeing it soon. Um, it's given us something else to do. And again, it's it's sort of over on the side of things that we're all up to and it's the trending side of things, the gravel stuff. Um, I just hope they just do it a little better. It's, yeah, as I said, it looks a little yeah. bit wide at the moment. That's mm. about all I know. Um, Nathan, given how astonishingly popular is the jungle, because mm, everyone loves to work harder and go slower and get blinded by dust, mm, do we want more dirt or do we think we want better dirt? Better, well, for sure, better dirt. I mean, like, that's, I, what? Is that a question? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's an I mean, excuse for you to the run. First thing, the first thing that comes to mind is the races on the mountain bike course that Eric uh, Slangy from Zwift Insider put on. And it was like being back at the old school days that we're going to talk about, uh, actually, in a minute. But, uh, you know, everybody met up and then Eric said go and we all rode the mountain bike course and, raced on it and then i did a commentary on it even and that was so exciting to see um you know better i would definitely say better dirt um we'll see how this goes over i don't i don't know like okay they're, they're dirt roads and they look like the desert i don't know like cool <laughs> <laughs> well as, as you and can it's tell all dirt, the... like it doesn't change i don't know like i'm a little bit like the, like part of the cool thing about the jungle is it changes a little bit too. You like you get different speed variations at different times. The bridges, it feels yep. a little bit like you're getting some boosters here and there. You mm. know, I know I keep on going back to Mario Kart, but I want gamification. But anyways, 
Yeah. Well, as you can tell, listeners, we do, there's not an awful lot we know about about gravel mountain, but apparently it is it is coming. So hold on to your hats and get the goggles ready. Hopefully not. Okay, back to our reflective interviews. Now, Zwift is so intuitive, it doesn't need a manual. Yeah, right. Actually, <laughs> an entire industry independent of Zwift has sprung up telling people how it works and how to get the best out of it. And an absolute pioneer in this was James Gill. And he appeared on the very first Zwift cast to tell us all about his online manual. Many years have passed. How's James now? Let's find out. Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast to yet another Zwift legend, James Gill, uh, one time known as Titanium Geek, uh, but probably most famous for being the font of all wisdom, the oracle in the very early days, because you wrote the book on Zwift, James. Reminders. Uh, welcome, by the way. Hi, Simon. Well, yes, I mean, it was right back at the beginning when, when we were all in the beta test team and we didn't know what we were doing. Zwift wasn't telling us what we were doing. And I, I just ended up sat in my little cottage typing away on a couch. Hey, what does this thing mean? And, you know, it, it just sort of grew from there. And how does this thing work? And I mean, it explained it in exhaustive detail, and it was incredibly popular. At the time, I was recovering from a fractured elbow. I literally had 12 weeks where I couldn't go to work. And as people who know me, the, the most dangerous thing is a James that doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> he's told he can't do anything. He automatically fills that hole. As you pointed out a few moments ago, Swift didn't tell us what to do. And like, even in the early days, it was quite complicated with what the jerseys meant and levels and 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 you. It was just every coffin spit you put into it. And I think it was the detail and the accuracy of it that made it so popular. Well, it literally was a community t uh, thing. People would send me messages throughout the day and the night saying, "Hey, I've seen this new thing. We think it means this. Can you add that into it?" So everybody was helping put it together, and you know everything moved forwards. When did you stop updating it? Honestly, as I sort of ran out of time, I was training as a GP when we started it. I sort of graduated, became a proper GP, and then just steadily my time disappeared. And, and that's the reason why you stopped. Life got in the way. Pretty much, yes. And it's, it's still online, I think. Yes, yes, it, it, it's, it's still sat there at the moment. And, and do you watch the traffic? I mean, do people still go to it? Yeah, I think it, it ticks along. I, th I think there's... I think there's still about you know twelve thousand hits a month or so. It's it's not it's well, not not inconsiderable. No. And apart from uh, uh, qualifying as a fully qualified doctor, uh, services which I imagine have been in demand over the past couple of years or so. Been a bit busy. There's been a bit of a cough going round. <laughs> I, th I think there has been a bug going around, James. Yeah, I think there has. Um, but uh, what else? I mean, I, I assume you, you continue to Zwift or do you? Uh, I do. I, I, I've, I've, again, tried to, with the pandemic, I've sort of tried to make sure that I've set aside time for exercise and things, particularly over the winter. And it's just it's so much better than getting outside. I feel safer. Do, do you look back fondly on those on those incredibly early days? Absolutely. And as daft as it is, I am astonished at the amount of 
time that we put into it, but also I'm astonished at the mistakes that I made. You know, when when you very early on, when you have a, a telephone call with some large people in Zwift and you're talking about investing, say, oh, I really wish that I could, but, you know, I've not got £10,000 because I'm still, you know, training and things like that. Yeah. And you look back now and you think, gosh, if only I'd sold like the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, missed opportunities. A bit like uh, buying buying one Bitcoin 15 years ago or something. But anyway, Um uh, I'm asking everybody this, and I'm so sorry to spring it on you, but it's been sprung on everybody. As you're still a Zwifter, uh, one thing you would do to improve your experience on Zwift, it's a magic wand, wave it, it happens. What is it? I want to be able to move around the HUD. I want to be able to get rid of some bits and add other bits in on things like that. You know, I want my three-second power on my balance on the screen. I don't I want to be able to see all the uh, competitors on the seg on the sprint segment because I'm going to approach it later. Yeah, yeah, very good call. Customizable HUD or UI, whichever one you want to call it. But uh, yes, please tell us what information uh, we we can see, and let us choose it. I think that will be very very popular. Um, thank you so much for the early days and that manual. It was so invaluable to so many people. Uh, and I think you were on episode one of the Zwiftcast, and you're now on episode final of the Zwiftcast. So, so fitting, so fitting. Thanks very much, James, and thanks for this. Thank you, Simon. Uh, the Zwiftcast has been brilliant over the years. It's been fantastic how you've, you know, I mean, I've seen you at Eurobike when you've been recording it. You know, you've you've always had your finger on the pulse for it. So, thank you for the time and hours you've done. Oh, I accept your thanks gratefully, but I'm trying to discourage this kind of thing on this last episode. Uh, otherwise, I'll start weeping or something. Thanks very much, James. Right on! Well, uh, back to what I was saying earlier, and at the risk of banging on the Wahoo deal drum uh, so loudly that it bores people, but at the risk of doing so... Um, you know, these were set out to be kind of nostalgia fest features. But what James then raises is a really relative point for now. And he wants a customizable HUD. So do zwillions of Zwifters and have done for ages. But Zwift haven't given us this. So, Shane, should they? Yes. Uh, just to clarify, HUD, heads-up display, the elements you see on the screen while you're riding along, um, just to paint the picture for us, audio, the audio listeners. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, when I go for a ride on Zwift, sometimes I'm doing a workout, sometimes I just want to ride. Um, the H key to hide the HUD is, is too much. I'd like to hide little parts. I'd like things a little bigger, a little smaller, just yeah, a customizable HUD which some other platform has. I can't recall the name of it, but it has a customizable <laughs> HUD that you can turn elements on or off. I won't reference the other platform. Are they going to be panicked into doing stuff like this, Nathan? Yeah, I think... Uh, panicked, panicked is the wrong word. I don't know if that's the right word. Are they going word, to right? be prompted into doing stuff like this? That's a good... Yeah, I think, I think so. I think that the competition and whether or not it's uh, a reason to go somewhere else will definitely do something like that. But I also think... The way, okay, what comes to mind right away is 
the reasons why it's not happening, right? And the curated experience is always the, the curator. We always had this way. If you haven't listened way back in the broadcasts, I mean, in mean, these uh, Zwiftcasts, you know, the idea of Zwift curating things a lot out of maybe fear of scaring away people who don't know what to do with it or don't know what they're running into. So I really think the two, uh, like certain aspects of Zwift, maybe you drop in and you can't do a whole lot to the HUD because you really need it to do certain things for you. Hmm. Um, and then in other experiences, you could have like a customizable situation. So I don't know. There's there's abilities here that, that could um, give people the options up front to say, hey, do you want to customize your HUD? Here, go customize your HUD. You know, and just the other day, I'm thinking, why don't I have average power still? Like, why do I have to have my Wahoo uh, head unit in front of me and look at my average power on my Wahoo head unit and not have it up in front of me on Zwift. Yeah. I don't I don't understand that. Like, why do I am I using a direct competitor's device now, actually? <laughs> to <laughs> this is gonna keep Yeah, well if it wasn't up, it if it wasn't like... Wahoo, it would be Garmin. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, exactly. So mm. yeah, I definitely think uh customization for the main use of Zwift that it seems like Zwift even says that is their main users is um you know, for just training and getting fit, well, uh, why don't we customize it then? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, from day one of the Zwiftcast, we have covered racing. So it's only right we should talk to one of the pioneers of the racing scene on Zwift on our last ep. Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast. A voice, like so many on this, on this episode, a voice from the past. Christian Wiedemann. Hey, Christian. Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me on. It's so lost now in the mists of time. We should perhaps uh, remind people, you are the dude who pretty much invented racing on Zwift. That's what I'm going to call you. Those Tuesday night worlds in the very, very early days, organised, I think, mainly, uh, or if not wholly by you, they were racing on Zwift at that point. Yeah, I started very early on in Zwift. I actually wasn't the first to start racing on Zwift, but I sort of continued it when the people who were originally organizing it decided that they wanted to focus more on real-life uh, racing. Um, so I was the one who really enjoyed the virtual racing the most. So I decided to step up and just keep it going through the summer. I think that was summer of 2015, and those, as I say, those Tuesday Night Worlds, they were they, they were such a popular event, weren't they? They were, they were. Um, I remember when we used to get together at the start line of the, the old Zwift Island um, and we'd do one warm-up lap and there would be, at the time, a huge crowd, meaning, you know, 15 or 20 of us <laughs> running around... Um, <laughs> Rounding around the island, we we do do our laps. And and the the only organisation of the event on the virtual road, as it were, was completely voluntary. So, you know, I remember at one point uh, the guy in the red jersey stay behind him until it's go, and of course nobody did. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, at the time, Zwift was just a road to ride on. So any organisation of events um, we had to do on our own. Um, and it was exactly as you say, we had to communicate over the chat and say, everybody follow me. And then we said, one, two, three, go. And everybody went. Those were the days. It's amazing how far Zwift has come in the meantime. Now we've got organized races, leagues, teams, all of that. Um, I've, I've had fun watching it. 
Yeah, well, that was my next subject, really. Uh, has it developed in the way that you expected it might have done? Uh, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, the way these things work, um, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I, I kind of hoped uh, that there would be more of a league system eventually where, you know, everybody can compete and feel that like they're gaining um, gaining ground. Um, I kind of wish we'd left the whole um, uh, watts per kilogram categorization behind at some point, too, in, in exchange for rankings. You know, I think those things take time to develop, so... Well, I mean, and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, they, they do keep saying a league is coming, and I think eventually it will do. And, you know, what's for per kilogram for all its faults, it's it's still, you know, it's a thing. But as you say, the, the, the standout thing now is just the number of people competitive on Zwift. It is an amazing story. Absolutely. And it's great to see that Zwift has um, finally accepted racing as as one of the core things that they support. Um, early on, it was always the racers were sort of, uh, you know, a niche, a sideline. Uh, and for a long time, the messaging seemed to be that, that the racing um, um, was only a small part of Swift. Now it seems to be like something that everybody recognizes as a really popular part, and and it's here to stay. Christian, uh, on a personal note, uh, are you still Swifting? Uh, absolutely, I, I still Swift. Um, I I was pretty happy to take a step back from organizing. To be honest, um, at at some point it became quite a chore to try to keep up with things. But now I'm just a member of Swift, like you know, probably hundreds of thousands of others. Um, so, final question: One thing Swift could do to improve your whole experience. I'm not talking specifically about racing, but you can wave a magic wand, and one thing magically happens. What is it? I guess for me, the you know the. The rides that I do most frequently right now are one of their innovations, the, the pace partner rides. So I, I really would like to see them focus on the pace partners and give us a little more variety, give us um, um, yeah. you know, more options on where to ride. Because um, you know, I think these organic rides where you can just jump in any time and leave any time are very attractive um, for me especially. I, I completely agree with you. They've been such a hit, and it really would be good to see them develop them uh, 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 with more variety, much quicker than they have done. I totally agree with you. Well, on behalf of the community, uh, I mean, there will be Zwifters now who have never heard of you, and, and that's wrong, really. I hope this uh, this reminds people what an amazing pioneer you were of online racing. So on behalf of the community, Christine, thank you for everything that you did, and it's great to hear you're still a Zwifter. Thank you very much, Sam. Those early days of racing were such a blast. I mean, that was when I, I, I was racing. I don't know, but, uh, but I was then. But again, an OG brings us bang up to date. And I, we've already <laughs> actually already mentioned this because it's just such low-hanging fruit. Christian wants more variety in pace partners. Now, it has crept out in the forums. That this is definitely coming uh, in, quote, in summer, apparently. Um I hate to sound like I'm banging the same drum again here, but I guess I am. If you've got something that's very popular, just do it some more and do it in a fashion that could reasonably be not reasonably described as laggardly. 
Shane, we're going on about this. I know we're going on about this, but Wahoo, the Wahoo dealers concentrated minds. I really do think it has. And, you know, now they're going to be snapping at the heels of Swift. Pace partners, people loved them. They loved them. They were like an instant hit, and they have hardly developed at all in in months, dare I say years? I don't know, maybe one year, but they just have not developed. Yeah, they need to double down. Um, just today, I was with the Coco Bunch. Again, it's a huge bunch. And there's like people who are on the same time every day, have a little chat to them and say g'day and keep rolling around. And I'll go off and do my erg session and then loop back and then rejoin for the cool down as well. Super cool. Pace partners are the success that I don't think anybody saw coming. However, going down one of the hills, they are doing a few tweaks. Coco says, yeah, oh, I'm no, raising, yeah, my, raising yeah. the power by 10%. And then two seconds later, oh, I'm dropping the power by 10%. And then two seconds later, I'm raising my power by 10%. I actually reply back to Coco with a bit of a laugh. Everybody had a bit of a chuckle. I'm like, Coco, make up your mind. God damn, come on. <laughs> so something was going on there. Look, there's a lot to be done there. But again, this needs to be done faster to keep people. I think our appetite for development and features is still <laughs> still quite large from the early days. Like we were seeing things develop. I mean, I'm talking about back in the days where we got a U-turn for the first time and that was amazing. Um, we can U-turn most of the time now, all the time. Um they just need to keep developing just faster. Yes. Yeah. Again, to bang on this about myself. Uh, yes. Just yes. Yeah. And Nathan, and Shane hinted at this uh, earlier on. RGT are going to hit, or Wahoo, are going to hit exactly the same problems as Swift has hit. Uh, they've got bots. I, I, I don't think they're pace bots, are they? I, think, I don't think you can set them or the game sets them. But they, they've got bots. And I, I suppose being a little bit charitable to Swift, if this stuff was easy to do, it would have been done. You you would have thought. So to suggest that, the, that, that Wahoo are going to come in and be the kind of saviour of all those people who have wanted things to happen faster, it, is that just unrealistic? Yeah, I wanted to say something earlier about why I said a six may be rising quickly because I think that can deflate just as quickly as well. Uh, you know, I, I think that, the uh, things that are going to be run into, we're going to find out pretty quickly how fast the responses can go. Mm. Um, so we'll see, you know, and to be honest, I haven't ridden RGT and there is a reason for that. And it's not because I can't. So there's that too. I'm well, it's not, not very good. I'm, I mean, no, I'm, not, impressed. Yeah, yeah, I'm not impressed at all. Everything I'm talking about right now is pie in the sky. It's yeah. like, it's not Wait, like no, that's I'm, true. Well, you know, you know it, it's true. We're, get, so we're getting over, think, over excited about about how Wahoo might make Zwift do all the things we wanted them to do for ages, but that may be way, way, way just, too simplistic. It looks you know. like there's a good setting, though. There's a setup here that I'm like, whoa, hey, it looks like there's some things in place for a good race to be run. Is it? We'll see. They get mm. out on course and crash and burn in the in the start line and miss a pedal and boom. Maybe yeah. they're out. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know about out with the kind of investment that it looks like is happening here, but maybe it's a longer slog than, than, uh, than it's going on here. And that could give some space, I think, as well for Zwift to adjust as things happen. And this is not, uh, you know, uh, a quick battle, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're just getting overexcited. Um, okay. Well, do you know what, boys? That is almost it. So we're going to have a little quirky one to finish. Uh, as we mentioned earlier on, the old mining town in Watopia got nuked. And then a few days later, magically reborn a WTF. 
was going on there. I have no idea. Somebody pressed the wrong button. Um, Shane, do you know what happened? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, Dave over in the, from the PC group um, put up a little uh, – it appeared to be the resources were missing. They were either referenced incorrectly or something changed in the game client that was put down onto people's machines. I'm not sure if it was across all platforms. Um, I do. It was happening on my Windows machine. So something was missed in, uh, in uh, QA. Um, yeah. The whole town disappeared. Well, I mean, we often say what we were prompted by this. We often say what we would like added to Swift. So in celebration of the vanishment, if that's a word, and resurrection of the old mining town, let's play a little game. What do you want nuked out of Swift? We ain't adding, we be subtracting. Uh, Nathan, you first. And I don't want some uh, some nebulous idea, you know, like cheating in racing. I want a physical thing you could press the nuke button. Well, a digital physical thing, you know, I mean, anyway, you could press the nuke button and something disappears. What is it? I'm sorry. I have no idea. Oh, nice. I literally have no, like, I'm, I'm seriously trying to. You like everything? Oh, man, no way. No way. <laughs> what, Where do I like, start? I've got a list of 100. Shane, go first. Shane, go first. Yeah, Shane, okay, we'll, first. Give, we'll, give okay. Nate, we'll give Nathan some give me a time. Give me a moment. Shane, what do you, right. you, you want to sitting what down? Do you everyone's gonna, if, if, if someone does disagree, actually disagrees with me on this, I'd be surprised. Ready? Waiting for it? Yeah, come on. Chat. Just give me a quick key oh. to high chat because sometimes it gets so goddamn annoying. Like it's cool sometimes. Wait, no, that's not fair. I just that's want a, a feature. Quick that's not a physical thing. See, I'm it sitting of like you're you thinking of like, do I just give her to vent top? I don't know. Like I'm like, what are you? Okay, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you two boys time to think about this properly. Not very long, but I'm going to give you time while I give you my choice. Okay. But okay, does chat um, count? I got to know if chat counts. This is what I would nuke. <laughs> Scotty the bloody squirrel. No way! <laughs> yes. Scotty, what are you I talking about? cannot yeah. abide oh. animated talking animals. They drive me insane. Every That's single all, advert, <laughs> every single advert you see has things animated that ought not to be animated. I saw one the other day, and it was for a home delivery thing, and there was a bag of dancing frozen peas. I mean, how old am I? Five? <laughs> <laughs> Am I five? Why do I need some stupid squirrel? I, I would nuke Scotty. Bye-bye, Scotty. See you. That's proof that marketing works. You're talking about dancing peas. Now I'm hungry. Guess what I'm going to have for dinner? <laughs> not peas, not peas. <laughs> so that, that has given you a few more seconds. Nathan, come on. What would you nuke? Um, the, the, five, the, the yelling at me that I need to close the gap. Like, oh, like seriously, oh, dude, yeah, like yeah, 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 stop yeah, yeah. telling okay. me I need to close the gap. Like, okay. well, that's a bit more I sensible. can see the gap. The gap has been there the whole time. Like, you know, do some other thing to tell me what the draft is there or not there or whatever. Like, really? I really need this pop up every single time I get behind somebody. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Being nagged to close the gap. Yeah, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Shane, final chance. Uh, mine's not a removal, but more of a reorganization. 
And it's, it's back to what James Gill was talking about, the HUD. It's too big. I've got a 4K screen with so much screen real estate and I'm riding along and I think over 50% of that screen real estate is taken up by all these tons of information everywhere. It's like, look, now I want to ride my bike but also do my workout. So I'd like to remove the size of the HUD. There we go. Okay. Scaling nuke, of the HUD. You would nuke the big HUD. Yes, okay. there we go. All right. Well, I'll... I don't think you perform well there, boys. I have to tell you. I as well as chat. Well on that Chat's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that really is it. Um, it has been both a privilege and a pleasure working Wait, with you. Wait, you didn't both. go. Didn't you? Didn't go. I did, I did, uh, Scotty the bloody squirrel. He shot the squirrel. Uh, he shot, he but, killed but, Scotty. But the very last whiff cast and he I killed see, the squirrel. See, I'm, the squ- I'm <sighs> seeing something else in the script. I, I want Scotty to live. Long live Scotty. I see something else in the script. Okay, so. well, listen, when I'm gone, which is quite soon, you can, you know, you can carry on with your squirrel love. Look, it's been a <laughs> privilege and a pleasure working with you both. We have had a lot of fun. Um I mean, I don't want a load of sappy stuff here, but, you know, uh, I've made this decision for really good reasons. I'm very comfortable with it, but I am going to miss this a bit. What do we say? What do we say? We've, yeah, uh, well, I don't know we've, what we've you made, can say, really. We've made podcasts all over the world, and I think that's been part of the journey. Um, I remember first walking into Eurobike, showing you through Eurobike. I was there for, I think, a day prior, and then I walked you through. Then we went over to the VR headset, and we showed you that. We've made content everywhere from dodgy Vegas hotel rooms to Amsterdam to um, CVR. Our partnerships there at the CVR uh, events early on, they were groundbreaking, and I think some of the content that will never be forgotten, um, and I hope it stays on. Um, you guys shouting for me to get second place there in Vegas was a memory I'll never forget. Part of my, I mean, a lot of my racing memories are outdoors. That was one of my racing memories from indoors, getting in early before the quick people came along to esports. Um, that was super cool. Uh, but Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure. This is one of the easiest pieces of content for me to make. Uh, I make content nonstop on a daily basis. A lot of it goes on the, the cutting room floor. A lot of it's behind the scenes. This one, I get to sit down just for an hour, an hour and a half and shoot the breeze. I hardly do any homework, as is obvious. Um, and you've done a great <laughs> job putting it all together. So yeah, just Simon, for me and, and to you, Nathan, as well, it's been, yeah, it's been a great journey. It's been a long time. Um, and yeah, everything comes to an end. And I think we've put a good full stop on this one. It's, uh, it's, it maybe it's time. Um, some, see if someone else um, steps up or steps in or does something a little different. Um, but I think the legacy you've left with the Zwiftcast, Simon, is, uh, will be forever remembered and appreciated. Well, that's very kind of you to say so. The, 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 uh, the archive will remain. Uh, so if there are <laughs> – I do get messages from people There's saying, a few things we need to I remove just... from that too. Can I, can I get a couple of little things taken out? I think I've said a few weird things. <laughs> no, no, you can't. It's there forever, <laughs> mate. The internet never forgets. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I uh, I do get the old message from from somebody says uh, someone who says I've just found your podcast and I've gone back and listened to all episodes since episode one and I think God, Lord blimey you must have so, a lot of time on your hands. I wanna I wanna say I'll never forget Simon figuring out the type that you are when it comes to getting things done. When we got kicked out of the hotel lobby for recording a podcast I remember that. and and the guy came up and was like, what are you guys doing? You can't record. And you were like, we're going to get this done anyways, Nathan. And like, you like, we like scrambled <laughs> off somewhere and like still recorded or whatever. And you're like, we're going to talk to management. It was, 
really interesting. And just let's uh, not forget the jackhammers in the car as well. Oh my goodness! There's just there's there's a lot of history and the idea that we have been all over the world recording. And there's one more thing I do want to say that you know is a reality. It's not just sappy. Is that this has been. What was this seven? How many years have we been doing this? Is it seven or six? Five, six, five, a, a lot. Five or six, five mm-hmm. or six, right? Since the beginning of Zwift, essentially, uh, right around there. And we've like gone. This is the easiest thing I've done with Zwift, and it's because of Simon's talent by far. And as and like Shane said, I show up and we get and the questions, the way things are prepped, everything has been always. I said to somebody, this is what I said. I said, it's going to be really hard to find someone. Let me see what it is going to be really hard to find someone with that amazing voice, (laughs) with the shrewdness, as well as the sensibility and the kindness of Simon. Like he's getting in the response. And I say this to a couple different people when they're like, Nathan, go, go, Nathan, go. Like they're encouraging me because they know I do ZCL stuff or they're encouraging other people or whatever. I'm like, Simon's irreplaceable. Um, and uh, and so I just I gotta say that. I have to say that. and and I have and I also have to say we've seen a lot of seasons of each other's life, and I like have appreciated so much how we've grown together as w- alongside this company and and how you've made this happen, Simon. So thank you for that. The compliment fishing exercise I can now pronounce a complete success. I'm, <laughs> I'm very pleased with that. Uh, hang on, so hang listen. on, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have we mentioned the Tron bike? Yes. Oh, oh, one hour, seven minutes into the recording. Oh, I, I didn't think I, I was going to make it. I didn't think I, I was going to make it. I am retiring from the Zwiftcast to spend more time with my bicycles, including <laughs> my wait, virtual wait. bicycles. So, yeah, uh, rather irritatingly, I, I, I do finish the Zwiftcast on level 49 and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am I am going to rectify that, and of course I'm still going to be around on Zwift. Of course I will always always be a Zwifter, and I will see people on Zwift, and I, I'm sure we three will will carry on talking to each other. I, it should probably be said as well that you know um, I don't own the Zwiftcast. I don't own the idea of a podcast about Zwift. I don't own the idea of. Uh, three guys taking a a kind of critical, uh, friendly, critical friend approach to to Swift, and you know there is, as, as Shane said, you know there's vacancy now. If somebody wants to step up, and they would need to persuade, if they want to get funded by Swift, and we've always been funded by Swift, and I've never made any secret of that. But if they want to get funded by Swift, they're going to have to make the case to Swift. Uh, they're going to have to um, to recruit retain i should say the current Zwiftcast talent but you know it's no, possible my fees it's... have gone up my fees have gone up <laughs> COVID inflation. It's, who's it's... this guy who's this gal who you run this thing let's see how you captain this ship no. it's, it's possible the bar if... is set very high the simon you've set the bar very very high uh, if anybody tried to come in and do anything similar so that's not, not a threat to anybody but no it, it's yeah it's great the, the compliment and that accent. Who, who, who could who could put on that accent? So you've done so well putting well, that British accent for so long. It sounds so professional. Sixty million people in the UK as candidates, so you oh, know. Oh. Uh, listen, it has. Well, let's put an end to this now. Uh, it has been a total blast. I literally have enjoyed every episode that uh, that I've taken part in, and um, I do think we've we've kind of charted. Uh, 
We charted the growth of the company in a hopefully an interesting and entertaining way. I will miss it. I'll miss the listeners. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you very, very, very much for you two for being such terrific colleagues and contributors and friends. Thank you and bye-bye. You're listening to The Zwiftcast. A final thanks really must go to Zwift. They've been steadfast in their support for The Zwiftcast, even when we've been a bit prickly, a bit shouty, a bit demanding. Uh, But they've listened to us, I think, and they have continued to support us. They've never interfered. And um, thanks, Zwift. Thanks for everything. (laughs)